This is the Action Network Podcast. All the work, all the talk, all the handicapping is done. It's time for history. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off. Make another two lengths more. Back to win, win, win. On the turn, beginning to pick up stride near the back of the pack. As the field turns for home, and he bursts through an opening on the inside. Stride for stride. As they come to the final furlong, keep battling on. One, two, down to the line. An impossible result here. What's going on, everybody? Getting you set for the weekend here on the Action Network Podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. Today's episode, we are getting you set for the 40th Annual Breeders' Cup Classic, the richest horse race in North America. I'm happy to be joined by horse racing expert at Action Network. His name is Mike Conti. You've heard him before. He's joined us for video content in the past, and he's joining us here on the Action Network Podcast. We're going to go through a couple races, Mike. Uh, just general thoughts heading in uh, to the weekend for the Breeders' Cup and what has you excited from a betting perspective? Yeah, great to be here, Brennan. Thanks. Uh, you know, listen, it's it's the richest weekend of horse racing in the world. Uh, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year as it pertains to the horses. You've got top quality horses at every level dirt, turf, sprint, route, young, old. Uh, and there always seems to be plenty of money to be made, upsets galore. So really looking forward to the weekend. Love it. Love it. So there's a couple races we want to hit on. Uh, there was a scratch earlier in the week, that one that we want to focus on especially. So we'll get to that. We'll work our way through. So let's begin with Classic Race 9 in Santa Anita. Again, this is taking place in California. So what's our outlook for Race 9 of the Classic? What might jump out to you from this race in particular. For those that remember, you know, my Belmont pick was Archangelo. He went on to win the Belmont. He was training up into this point. He won the Travers over the summer. Unfortunately, had a hoof issue. He scratched. He will be retired. Um, so that changed my whole betting perspective of the classic. Uh, I mentioned in the opening that I, you know, it's a great weekend to try to find some prices and I'm doing that right here, right now in the classic. My top choice in here is going to be number two, Zandon 12 to one on the morning line. This horse always seems to run his race. Does he love to win? Not necessarily, but he's coming in in some of the best form of his career very interesting that he gets Hall of Famer and one of the best jockeys in the world in Frankie DeTore. You know, trainer Chad Brown always has his horses ready to go. And the distance is not going to be an issue. He's proven uh, that he can compete in grade one company. So he's going to be my top choice in the classic. Okay, very good. And I think another component, and I apologize if you just said this, I'm just trying to get caught up to speed because when you mentioned uh, Archangelo, it did bring me back. I know that I hope the audience did too, because I know it's been a while since we last chatted, but uh, Zandon now leaving from the rail has some experience there too. I'm sure that's beneficial too. Again, we feel bad Archangelo out, but that does pave way for Zandon to be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, it's, it's a good call, you know, with Zandon now breaking from the rail. In all honesty, it depends. Now, for Zandon, it shouldn't be an issue because he's going to be a stalking type of a horse, so he wasn't going right. to be a need to lead. He may actually have to use some more early pace to ensure that he doesn't get trapped down on the rail, uh, but that rail should not impact his running style much at all, but it is definitely something to note. Okay, very good. So uh, 
potential to preserve some energy and you're getting a pretty good price. Let's go to race eight breeders cup turf. Uh, this is a mile and a half downhill race. This is at five forty Eastern. So we're going backwards folks. If you're keeping track at home and then we'll have some exotics at the end. So what is our outlook for the uh, breeders cup turf? I think in here again, earlier this year, for those listeners, a horse who I absolutely loved earlier this year uh, on Belmont day as well was up to the mark. I loved him on Derby day. I loved him on Belmont day and I'm going right back uh, to the old well here, back to up to the mark, number eight, five to one morning line. He should get more than enough pace in this race to run at. Uh, and I think five to the one, five to one is a really square price. Irad, Todd Pletcher, Rapoli, who for those that remember, Rapoli is the owner of Forte as well. He's got a, a pretty uh, great string of horses uh, up to the mark being his best turf horse, in my opinion. So I'm really excited. I think, again, we're going to get a really nice price at five to one. They got him uh, a warm up, if you will, in the grade one turf mile at Keeneland uh, back in early October. So this is second off the layoff. He's primed and ready to go. He's won three in a row. He's won five of his last six. Uh, and I expect to see it be six of his last seven after this race on Saturday. Uh, the other horse, though, that I think that needs to be talked about in here is number five, uh, Auguste Rudin, who is one of the Aiden O'Brien shippers. If you want to see a cool video, just go Google Aiden O'Brien horses warming up at Santa Anita. There's just a string of horses that Aiden O'Brien sends over for Breeders' Cup weekend. They always seem to fire and run really well. I believe this is the best of the bunch in this race. Also, Aiden O'Brien's top jockey is Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore ends up here on Auguste, uh, who's three to one. I don't love that price. The horse has done nothing wrong. Six wins, nine starts, has one grade one overseas, but has never run in the States. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to see, and I'm going to take a wait and see approach. I will be including him in my bets, but up to the mark will be the top choice. Are there other uh, prices out on up to the mark that you can find? I'm seeing uh, an eight to one out there. You know, there are some fixed odds markets for horse racing. You obviously have to be in certain states to get those fixed odds. Good point. Um, so if you can get something like up to the mark, what Brendan's seeing right now, I would personally jump all over that. I do expect that five to one morning line to come down. Anything, frankly, above five to two, three to one is a really square price to get on up to the mark. Okay, very good. And then the last race we want to focus on before we go into some exotics and some other uh, picks that you want to get creative with to uh, bet the Breeders' Cup Classic, uh, the Classic race as well as some other races, but the Breeders' Cup overall. Uh, let's go to the Distaff, race seven. What do you got? Yeah, you know, the Distaff is is honestly always one of my favorite races of the weekend. Uh, for fillies and mares, uh, it's essentially, right, it's the female version of the Classic. Uh, my top choice in here, again, I'm going against another favorite in here. I'm going to number five, Adairi Menor, uh, Bob Baffert trainee. For those that follow the sport, you know that Baffert always has his horses primed and ready to go. Uh, she is, she loves this Santa Anita dirt. She has six wins and three seconds from nine starts, means that she's never run worse than second in any of her nine starts. Will she need to move up from a buyer's speed figure perspective? Yes. 
but I do think that she has the ability to do that in here. Uh, and at four to one, I'm willing to take that chance with her being my top pick. Okay. Very good. Any other long shots that you might be interested in? Like, unlike, so with the turf race, you, you're eyeing two horses is in this, in this situation. Is there anyone down the board that you might want to consider too? Yeah. You know, there's another horse at, at six to one randomized number eight. Um, I think what's interesting in here is there looks to be a decent amount of speed randomize another one of those speed horses. Chad Brown is the trainer. Jose Ortiz is aboard. The horse hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, rattled off three wins in a row. Uh, the last two being very impressive. One of them being at Saratoga in the grade one Alabama. So clearly she knows how to win. Last time she beat older horses for the first time, which is a, which is great to see her step up against that older competition uh, and win there. So listen, she's going to be one that's going to gun for the lead. And can she hold on is going to be the big question. Okay. Excellent, Mike. Um, how about, so we'll wrap and this kind of encapsulates uh, all three of these races. Why don't you give us a pick three? And also when, when you give some of these out, if you could tell the audience if, if they're new to horse racing, because as you know, like more and more states are becoming legalized. So there's more and more folks that might be betting horse racing for the first time. It might include the host that's on this uh, this particular program with you today. Uh, but just help folks understand the, the, the process into going into how to make selections. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Brennan. So we're, as Brennan said, we're going to talk about a pick three. A pick three is like a three race parlay. The interesting thing with horse racing, though, is that you can pick multiple horses in each race. It just makes your bet that much more expensive. So you're cutting into your profit margin if that bet hits by doing as so. So in a pick three, what I typically look to do is I look to say, okay, is there a horse that I want to build this ticket around that I'm willing to single or maybe just go too deep in one leg? If every leg is going to be four or five deep, it may not make sense. Now, I'm going to be a little bit of a contrarian and say that this weekend is the weekend that if you're like, you want to go three deep by five deep by five deep, this is the weekend to do it because of how the chance of having some longer price horses and getting a bigger score. All that being said, here's what my ticket structure is going to look like for the pick three starting in the distaff, which is race seven. As we just talked about, my top choice is number five, Adair Manor. Uh, I'm also going to include the morning line favorite in four, uh, Idiomatic. And then also what, who I mentioned earlier, number eight, Randomized. Uh, when we go to the turf, we, we discuss two horses to really get some significant value. I am going to single up to the mark in this race. Uh, again, top choice. Love this horse. Uh, you know, I've been on him every step of the way. Five to one morning line. Horse number eight up to the mark will be the single in race eight. And then in the classic, I'm going to use three horses. The horse that we talked about before, Zandon, number two at 12 to one. Right to his outside, horse number three, White Abario at four to one. And then going to go all the way towards the outside in number 12, Arabian Night. I will be betting this pick three. So it will be three by one by three. Uh, so it'll cost you $9 for every dollar. Uh, I will most likely be playing a hundred dollar pick three. It'll cost me 900 bucks. I would hope that in this situation, I would easily be able to get back 
somewhere in the ballpark of 50 to 70 to one on my bet. Okay. Yeah. And on Arabian night, uh, nice bounce back for Arabian night last time out after a loss. So I'm sure that's got to make you feel good as far as getting back on the pun intended big, on the right track. Big time. And and we talked about it before, right? Bafford is a West coast trainer. This is one of his horses, Arabian night, arguably the best of his horses right now. Uh, we actually saw Arabian night last year on breeders cup weekend at yeah. Keeneland. He broke his maiden uh, earlier in the card. So kind of coming full circle now for Arabian night, trying to win the biggest race on breeders cup weekend. Uh, you know, he's going to be a horse that will be either on or really darn close to the lead uh, really lightly raced, which is something that I like to see at three to one, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make him my top choice as we talked about earlier, but a horse that you have to use and you must respect in this spot. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Baffert's looking for uh, his fifth success here at the breeders cup classic. Mike Conti, where else can people find you if they're tuning in on a Friday? Uh, maybe they're tuning in Saturday morning of, but where else can people find you if they need up-to-date information? Yeah, so I'll have articles out for Friday's races as well as Saturday races on Action Network. Uh, any changes that are made or any late scratches, anything, you can find me on Twitter at mconti1023. Uh, and I'll be posting some tickets on there for people to follow along with as well. All right, Mike, great stuff. We appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic and the other races and should be a good weekend. This is one of your favorites, I can tell by your enthusiasm. So thanks for stopping by. For Mike Conti, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening, everybody, to our Breeders' Cup Best Bets preview on the Action Network podcast. We are presented by our friends at BetMGM. Good luck. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.